Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. that you know you're not tiring yourselves out anymore and you can actually start to receive some abundance and we're going to be applying my uh, masculine and feminine energy techniques and frameworks to your marketing which is going to be again just so much fun and then as a result of that I want to teach you how you can set things up so I got lots of automations and you can receive bookings for inquiries uh, while you sleep so if you've already been in clients on demand you already have complimentary access to this because you have lifetime access to the program including all the updates so don't panic you will um, automatically have access um, there's space available for 10 people and there's a um, early bird special for the first five people that join and if you want to apply and get to have some more information about it and just find out whether or not it's a good program for you just send me a little message and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have and provide you with all the information that you need Um, I am just super duper excited because I love marketing so much and my clients that get the results are the ones that um, really do go away and implement things and they do the work and um, it's not just about strategy there's so much of the inner work that needs to happen and so marketing with soul is a lot of that depth work it's um some depth psychology um and working with levels and layers of consciousness and all of that sort of beautiful stuff that you don't get in other marketing programs so anyway I had to share that. I also had to say, oh my gosh, we've just been inundated with new members joining the Counselors Connect Australia group and also the ACPPO, which has been wonderful. And what else did I want to say? Oh, everybody's celebrating their wins so far. And that is just so much fun. (laughs) What I want to do though, is just, um, yeah, get stuck into today's episode of the podcast, which is all about you know what do you do how do you respond when people say to you why would you want to be in air quotes just unquote a counselor and do you know what um this question was shared in one of the groups recently but it's not the first time that it's come up and we haven't discussed it on the podcast yet and as you know I've probably got a whole lot of opinions (laughs) on this and maybe you do too but I just wanted to share with you I guess some of what comes through for me when I hear things like that because of course me having retired and released the title of psychologist People ask me a lot, why would you do that to just do counselling or to just be a counsellor? And so I have my own answers and I'm going to share them with you now because maybe 
it'll help any of you who might be struggling um, with other people's expectations uh, to answer them in a way that feels really beautiful and aligned for you. So I guess for me, one of the things that I really um, want to emphasize first off is that psychology and counseling are different things. Psychologists provide a range of services and one of those services is counseling but unless they've done um, maybe a master's in counseling or something like that then they're not going to be specialists in it and I think that's the big difference between counselors and psychologists counselors specialize in counseling Um, you move into psychology well I did and a lot of my colleagues did because we're interested in the science and we were interested in um, the diagnoses we wanted to learn about all the different mental health conditions and how to you know treat them and what you know a treatment framework looked like and all of that sort of jazz Um, but over time what happens is you spend most of your time counseling And then it just kind of made sense to move away from that and do something that felt more aligned. And so for me, one of the things that I really love about counseling that I didn't have working as a psychologist was I had freedom. I have so much freedom as a counselor. And by that, I mean, I get to choose the therapeutic modality that's going to be the best fit for my client, that's going to be the best match for the therapeutic alliance. Now, I didn't have that freedom working as a psychologist because quite often, well, in fact, 99.9% of the time, clients come under Medicare or with Medicare rebates, and that comes with strings attached, um, not only for clients, but for psychologists as well. As you know, um, there's prescriptions there about um, how many rebates clients can get toward a session. Uh, There's prescriptions around the types of interventions that are rebatable. So, you know, that means the type of therapies that psychologists must use, and they're not allowed really to go beyond that. Um, So, things like that. Um, I feel like working in the counselling space, I don't have those same restrictions. And that's a good thing because I want to be able to work in a way that's the right way for the client in the room in front of me right now. And of course, hey, you know what, sometimes that's going to be something um, like cognitive behavioral therapy or brief solution focus. But you know what? Other times it might be something else altogether. So I really love that I can zig to my client zag and draw upon, draw upon the breadth of knowledge and skills that I have. And you get to do this too, working as a counselor. Um, and I think that's one of the most special, beautiful things um, that we have that um, you know other professions don't I think too um, one of the other things I really value this is why I absolutely left psychology to be a counselor was to work with less um, restrictions so as I mentioned a moment ago um, when people come along and they have a mental health care plan when you're working with them as their practitioner you're advised what 
um, approaches you can and can't use, what assessments you can and can't use, uh, how many times the client can see you and access a rebate or not, um, all, all things like that. Plus, um, you know, there's other restrictions and constraints around you too. So especially things like bulk billing, you can't charge cancellation fees on because, you know, services weren't provided and all of that sort of stuff. Um, when you're bulk billing, um, you can't get the payment for the session up front because to do so is considered fraudulent in Australia under Medicare because the Medicare law is that um, the service must have been provided before you can, um, you know, process the rebate for the client with that. So there's lots of restrictions, I guess, around working as a psychologist um, and even restrictions with advertising, um, which I think is a real shame because while I can appreciate um, the concern around you know, client testimonials or reviews. I think that, um, you know, it's 2022, 2023 now, and we're so much more aware, I like to think, of privacy and confidentiality. And I think that um, it's so helpful for psychologists as business owners to be able to access things like reviews from their clients um, and use them as part of their advertising or, or their marketing. And I think there, there are definitely ways that that could be unpacked and explored further, um, uh, you know, so that psychologists had access to that or um, you know I don't know what the rules are with um, social workers because they don't fall under APRA but um, yeah for us as counsellors we can absolutely do that there's no law against it if you're in a um, membership um, organisation though of course you're going to be governed by your code of ethics but legally there's no rule against it so um, I think you just have to be responsible with things like um, getting reviews and stuff like that. Um, it is one of the things that I teach um, how to get, it's called social proof, but I do teach um, counsellors in private practice how to um, get and use social proof that's ethical and legal and, and above the, the board and all of that sort of stuff because it's so important in terms of marketing the practice and building your diary. But anyway, it's just another example of where counsellors don't have the same restrictions that other health professionals do. So that is absolutely a huge benefit and it's a huge tick on the column of counsellors and why I want to be one. I think too when you work as a counsellor you really get to do what you love, right? You really get to do what you love. Um, and for me, I don't feel like you've got that same freedom and flexibility when you work in other professions. For example, as you know, I really love the masculine and the feminine. I really love, um, you know, being a master oracle card reader and a master tarot reader and, and doing readings. And I really love, not that I would do one with a counselling client, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just giving you a picture of who I am and, and all the things that I really like. And I love Reiki and I love EFT and I'm that kind of person, you know. I love all of the stuff um, that's not necessarily mainstream. And one of the things I really love about counselling is that um, there are so many different types of counselling and there are so many different ways that you can 
integrate different approaches and that you can integrate different services or even have services occurring side by side. Um, And it's just such a beautiful space to be in. And I feel like when I get to show up in a way that um, aligns with my truth and aligns with my values and I'm not having to dim my light I'm not having to fit myself into a box I'm not having to um, hide I'm not having to restrict myself or, or feel constrained I feel expansive and I have to believe that when I'm feeling expansive my clients feel expansive too you know and I want them to feel like this is a space where they get to be open. They they can open up. They can have that expansion and we can do all of the things, right? And so I love that so much. And honestly, since retiring from psychology and moving into counseling, my happiness level and my joy level has just like grown exponentially. And it's just been this huge spiritual growth and That's another reason why I do just want to be a counsellor. The other thing that I really love about counselling versus psychology is that, um, you know, there's no medicalising in counselling. Whereas when I was working as a psychologist, one of the things that we do, it's just part of the job, is you do do assessments. Um, You do uh, make diagnoses. You do work with, um, you know, pediatricians and psychiatrists and doctors and, and, you know, all kinds of specialists uh, and have a team approach to um, diagnosing conditions for children and youth, for example. So um, it's a lot of that and it's a lot of... um, you know, I don't know that you'll call it labeling, but you need to know what the diagnosis is because uh, in psychology, the diagnosis then informs treatment, right? Um, But we don't do those things in counseling. We're not focused on what's wrong. We're not focused on understanding a, a diagnosis and then implementing a treatment. It's different. What what we do isn't really working with, well, some counsellors do. I appreciate that some counsellors absolutely do. But it's just a different way of working when you're working with uh, mental health conditions. And by that, I'm talking about all the mental health conditions that you would see in the DSM. Um, You know, like, for example, there would be counsellors that generally don't work with people that have say psychosis or things like that you know so I feel like when you're counselling it's more about working with people that don't have um, super high levels of um, diagnosis and intensity in their symptoms and high medications for uh, crisis intervention and care and things like that and as I said of course there are always going to be exceptions to the rule but looking because I've been in both uh, industries now I can see there is a real difference between the the type of presentation that will go to a psychologist and a type that will go through um, to see a counsellor um, and that's one of the things that I personally love about counselling is that we get to sit down and have the important conversations without focusing on what's wrong and how do we fix it um, 
it's very much more in a way collaborative than I felt psychology was. I really felt like with psychology, um, clients perhaps may experience um, a greater sense of a power imbalance or, or something, you know, because as the psychologist, you're making that diagnosis, you're making the assessment, you're writing the report, you're discussing it with, you know, all the other specialists. But that tends not to happen in counselling. And so I feel like with counselling, there isn't that um, you're up here, I'm over there type thing. It's more we're on the same level and we're working together, um, you know, in pursuit of your dream, your your desire, your the outcome that you want, the reason that you came to therapy in the first place. So I love that so much because... Um, yeah, I just, I just do. The other thing that I really love about counselling is that um, when you're working as a counsellor, you're working with private fee-paying clients, right? A lot of the time, the clients aren't coming to you, um, you know, to access a rebate. Now, of course, I can't get Medicare rebates. That's not what I'm talking about. But they might want to claim a health rebate or something like that from the health fund. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. But um, by and large, often it's the case that clients will come and they'll pay to see you out of their own pocket. Um, Regardless of what your fee is, there's no right fee or wrong fee. My point is that clients will invest in their... um, own health in their own well-being they're very proactive like that when I was working as a psychologist and I was bulk billing that meant that clients didn't pay me a cent to see me Um, instead I received the um, rebate from the government which was $78 when I first started no $74 an hour when I first started and I had a PhD so um, I think now it's 88 I think the bulk billing rate. But anyway, so a lot of the time, because the clients weren't, um, as you know, investing themselves, um, there were things that you can experience as a psychologist, like maybe the clients aren't making the progress that you want them to make. Maybe um, they have a high rate of non-attendance or a high rate of cancellation. Um, Maybe there's high turnover at your practice and it's nothing really to do with the quality of the work that you're doing. It's because the client has other priorities. And, you know, I, I don't believe I'm the only one that experienced this, but there were times when I was in private practice for all those years, not charging anybody. Um, and there were days I could be at work for like 12 hours and maybe only have seen four or five clients barely made enough money to feed myself that day. Um, and yet, you know, clients would come along like a couple of weeks later and they would have been away to Bali or something like that, you know, and not have done the homework or not have had that outcome or things like that. So there was a sense of because it wasn't being paid for, it wasn't really that important. Um, And two, uh, another theme that happened now, I was based in a medical clinic, right, in a bulk billing medical clinic. So you can talk to other psychologists and they'll have different experiences. But my experience was that also um, people would come and they would get their 
six free sessions or their 10 free sessions or whatever it was that they were getting and then they'd disappear and I wouldn't see them again. They would say, oh yeah, I'm not going to come back because I don't have any freebies left. So, you know, that was troubling for me because I really wanted to support them in getting the outcome that they wanted. But because they weren't invested in it, they weren't, it took them so much longer to get better than someone who was invested. Okay. So one of the things I really love about counseling is right from the very first appointment, you have someone that you get to work with that is taking their health and wellness um, very, very seriously. And they're showing up. And do you know what? You get such different outcomes. The outcomes happen more quickly, um, more, I want to say more powerfully, but I mean, just so much more joyfully and gracefully. And it's just such a pleasure to work with, with these clients. And guess what? You don't always need to see them, you know, 20 times or anything like that. Some of them may only be short-term clients and that's absolutely enough. And that's totally amazing. But what I want to share with you is that a lot of the time it's clients who've invested in the service will be the ones that um, comply with your policies, respect your boundaries, um, implement any guidance or tools. Like if you say to them, Hey, you should download the mindfulness app. Oh, what was it called? Smiley minds. You should download the smiley minds app. And I really want you to do this particular meditation every night until our next appointment. Those clients more often than not tend to come back having done it and they'll tell you that they did it and what it was like. And do you know what I mean? And so it's back to that theme again of, of collaboration and just that whole experience. And it's just so nice. It's nice for you. It's nice for them. There's this beautiful exchange of energy that I just didn't experience as a bulk billing psychologist. So, um, that is another reason why I chose to be a counselor. And maybe it is for you too. What else have I written down here? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the other reasons that, oh, not reasons, one of the other things, aspects of counseling that I really love so much is I really have hardly any admin at all compared to psychology. Like, working on the Medicare system, there is so much paperwork. <laughs> I mean, get this, there were times where I had to see, or I was asked to see, sorry, clients under um, a chronic disease management plan, it used to be called an enhanced primary care plan. And anyway, this plan um, allows five sessions at the doctor's discretion um, of about 20 minutes or so. I mean, you can see them up to 50, but I think it's 20 minutes. Um, I'm just going back a couple of years here, so bear, bear with me. But um, there were these five sessions and the doctor would just um, give all the practitioners the same referral and would write the number of sessions that each practitioner could have with their patient. And the form um, had the client's details at the top and then down the bottom there was a little table and the table would say all the different 
um, services that the client could access. So it might be um, physio, it might be, um, I don't know, chiropractic, it might be psychology, it might be social work, things like that. Um, and so the doctor will go, oh, well, you know, Joe Blow can have two of those sessions with the physio, one with the psychologist, da, 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 da. Now, this is a real problem because, number one, what can you do in 20 minutes? Not much. <laughs> it's also a problem because um, – you get paid, well, back then it was, back then, meaning two or three years ago now, it was $52.95 for the session. Um, but admin-wise, you used to have to send a confirmation to the referring doctor that you had received the um, referral and that you were going to accept it. Then you would see the client and you write your client notes then you would write a report to the doctor um, reporting on what you did and what the progress was and stuff like that. And then there was another piece of paperwork. And so it ended up taking you so long because it was all this paperwork to do. It's the same with um, things like Medicare, like Medicare, it's a whole lot of paperwork. And if you've got, uh, well, as we were doing we were seeing so many clients in a day um you you have to multiply that by the number of clients you see <laughs> it's like it's crazy you spend so much time doing the admin and one of the things i really noticed when i made that transition to counseling was all of a sudden nearly all the admin disappeared so it was amazing i really 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 appreciated it um so those are one, two, three, four, five, six, six reasons why I love just being a counsellor. And I don't even like the word just, I'm using it tongue in cheek. Um, I really love being a counsellor because at the end of the day, as you can hear from all of the things I've said, what it allows me to do is support my clients in a way that lights us both up, that helps uh, that client achieve a result or a desired outcome, whatever it is. Um, it's less admin, which means I can be more present. It's a different client demographic, which means the outcomes tend to be better. Um, and it's just so, and there's no diagnosing and no medicalizing, you know, the focus isn't on what's wrong with somebody and how to fix it and get it better. The the focus is on other things. And I really value that so much. And I'm sure there are some psychologists that feel like they get to do a, a lot of this stuff that I've just said I wasn't able to do. Everyone's experience is different. But for me, on the whole, this is why I love counselling so, 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 so much. I really do. Now, I hope that this has helped anyone who needed to hear it today anyone who has been a counsellor and been feeling not enough, not good enough, not valued. Um, you know, sometimes other professions aren't so nice to other professions. And I feel like, you know, this goes both ways with, with counselling and psychology. And it's something that we all really need to be very, very mindful of. It's about respecting each other's space because it's 
different. Yes, there are overlaps, but there's also differences. And I think when we can respect what psychologists do and psychologists can respect what we do, I think there's going to be potential there for us to really build some beautiful, healthy, strong alliances together instead of having this sense of competition. And so you get to be part of this moving forward. You get to be part of this shift. You get to be part of this change. And what that looks like is when you're in one of the counselling groups, i.e. mine, and you feel compelled to say something not nice about psychology or, or psychologists or something like that, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe bite your tongue and think about something that would be respectful and that's going to help bring us all together rather than create division. And same for the psychologists that are in the groups. Instead of saying things like, well, you're just counsellors or you're just this or you're not as qualified, I think what would be really helpful from you is to really allow the counsellors to shine, really, you know, support them and encourage them and raise them up for the amazing work that they do. Um, because counsellors can absolutely complement what you're doing there's no reason why you both couldn't be referring to each other and I know some of you already do and it would be just so think of how many lives could be changed if instead of having division we had more respect and we started working together to raise each other's professions up all right. So you get to be involved in that and you can get to be part of the leading edge of change and make this start to a whole new culture in our world, in our country about therapy, right? No matter which side of the fence that you sit on. And wouldn't it be amazing if you got known for being somebody that was instrumental in acknowledging and, and bringing together two different professions? And you can do that by your language, by the way you comment, by the way that you post, by the way you respond to perhaps other people's comments or posts. Do you know what I mean? Let's try moving forward just as an experiment for the next little while, for the next few weeks. Let's try just as an experiment raising each other's professions up and let's see what happens. I know. Do you love it? I love it. Are you in? <laughs> I'm in too. So that's that. Um, in other news, I also want to say um, again, super excited about the little Etsy store. <laughs> um, so it's now November and we're moving into, I think it's week eight now or week nine of the little shop. And she's got nearly a hundred products in her now. And I love making this stuff so much because I'm just in the mood to be creative. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so I popped up some Black Friday um, templates including email swipes and email scripts and captions um, that you can use on your social. Um, plus, I'm putting up reels and stories um, today or tomorrow um, and a few more other bits and pieces. So if you sell online products or if you sell physical products or digital products or anything like that as um, part of 
the revenue streams for your private practice, um, you can absolutely grab those. They're all fully customizable and editable using the free version of Canva. So you can just jump in, you can change my pictures, change my fonts, make them totally your own, put your brand colors on them, your logos on them, whatever you like. Um, but for those of you wanting a quick cash injection for your practice, especially if you've got things as most of us do, <laughs> Like, you know, I went into my Dropbox and I have so much stuff in there. So I'm teasing it all up and that's what I'm selling. So, you know, have a look and see what you've got that you could possibly sell just for fun. And maybe you could just sell it through your social media um, or, you know, to your list on email or something like that. But as I said, all these, um, I've done the email sequences for you. All you have to do is... Um, fill in the gaps kind of thing. Um, so you don't have to write them. Uh, you don't have to write your captions. Again, it's just like filling the gaps. It's all done for you. And there's 50 um, templates there in Canva. I separated them into Facebook and IG because some people aren't yet sure how to uh, do the sizings. But if you know how to do the sizings, you could resize them easily. Um, there will be some reels and story templates going up. And what else? other bits and pieces but why don't you just have a little bit of fun with it and set yourself a little goal to sell three things over Black Friday it's coming up in three weeks so you've got plenty of time um, it wouldn't be hard to do um, yeah you just need to schedule everything and guess what you could probably delegate that like because I've given you everything <laughs> so you could probably delegate it but anyway it might just be a little bit of fun and just see how you go with it um, and yes as I said um, marketing with soul so the doors are open now we start on the 24th of November so starting in three weeks it's a nine-week group coaching program and we have uh, Zoom coaching calls um, twice a week. So there's one for an hour and then we have like a little Q&A for half an hour. Plus there's a um, WhatsApp group community that um, you can jump into to get extra support from the peers in your group and all this sort of jazz. There's a uh, member portal that's got all the lessons in it um, and all you get all the templates and things like that as well. And the big goal is to, at the end of the day, um, teach you the parts of um, promoting and marketing your private practice that are missing because you don't know what you don't know and if you've been marketing for a long time and you're still not getting inquiries um, then there's a good chance there that there's an opportunity for you to learn something right so um, the types of things we're going to be covering uh, like your messaging your um, area of interest and specialization uh, we're going to be looking at the inner work around your mindset I'm going to be doing all of this through the masculine and the feminine yes if you want us to pull cards we can absolutely pull cards and I can teach you how I use card reading in my business if that's something you're interested in it's not on the agenda but we can add it <laughs> um, and I want to show you about things like content um like how to create content that's um, really impactful because guess what if you're 
posting and posting and posting and posting and posting but you're not getting any inquiries there's not much point in you keeping on doing the same thing right you've got to change what you're doing Um, and I want to show you how I create content so that um, you can start to experience what I do which is people um, just kind of you know knock on my door in my little inbox and they will say hey are you taking anybody on for this that or the other so I want to show you um, how that happens for me And yeah, I want to show you also how to automate some of the things in your practice around your marketing and generating inquiries and what to do so that it just takes a lot of the heavy lifting off your plate for you. So that's what the program is all about. And it's called Marketing with Soul for a reason. It's because it's not about pushing an ickiness or anything like that. Um, It's all about I guess sharing information because you know that your dream client is out there needing it. Maybe they don't know that you have it or maybe they don't know that they need it. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just making it available to them so that they can um, choose to say, yeah, actually, I would like to learn a little bit more about this or I would like some more information. How do I go about that? And from there, I'll show you the steps for um, how you look after clients uh, who may be starting to reach out to you. So it's a really, really beautiful soul-based program. It has rituals in it. It's got meditations that we do together in it. It's really nourishing. It's a beautiful space. And not only that, what one of the things that happened with um, clients on demand in you know round one and round two was people made really beautiful friendships and connections as a result of um, being in the program. So there's all so that you know you're not doing this alone it's not just one-on-one with me it's more affordable because it's in a group and all that sort of stuff so have a think about it um if you want any more information just let me know you can catch me on instagram at the private practice coach or in one of our groups on facebook but otherwise have a really really happy Wednesday and you know what you are amazing you are an abundant soul there is nothing about worth or deserving you were born worthy and deserving and do you know what all your clients are already there what is desired by you is destined for you Um, the reason that they're not coming is because there's just something that's not working right that's all and that's what marketing with soul uh, will help you with chances are you've got good strategies in place but it's maybe some of this wounded feminine or wounded masculine that might be getting in the way and that happens to be my wheelhouse so if that's what you would like to explore further in a group coaching uh, situation let me know and um, yeah I think I don't know that I mentioned this but it's on my banner there's a early bird special for the first five people that join and um, places are open for 10 people okay have a wonderful Wednesday and I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode bye 
I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.